0: In the morning sun I'll be
1: the watching the ships rolling I roll away again Ladies, gentlemen and other people, you are listening to I don't get it. The pop culture get off my lawn cast. Your favorite podcast featuring the open-minded musings of two late 40s admitted curmudgeons, bravely, boldly staring down the prospect, nay, the reality of their growing and continuing entertainment irrelevance. I am your co-host. My name is Noah Tarno. Hello. I am the founder and senior quiz master of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. And joining me every time and always from Amsterdam, the Netherlands, say hello, sir. It's true. I've been here for
0: most of the episodes. I have a very good record. Most, yeah. yeah. My name is Bill Scurry. I'm the founder and proprietor and um, chief executive officer, chief technical officer of something called American Caesar Enterprises, which, I mean, as everybody knows, is the largest wholesaler of furniture in the entire King of Prussia, Pennsylvania area, your number one destination (laughs) for credenzas and sectionals (laughs) since 1995, which was the year I bested my father, the previous King of Dining Room, sets. In personal combat and establish my dominance in the way of our long cultural line of warrior merchants.
1: All right. So you're the king of furniture in King of Prussia.
0: No, 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 no. We're the largest wholesaler of furniture in the King of Prussia. I'm not the king of Fr- – I, I don't have that kind but, of, you know.
1: But you called yourself a king a couple minutes ago Like uh, defeating your father.
0: My dad, he, he was so styled the king of dining room sets. I'm merely, right. you know, I'm like a verse in of, of dining room sets now, you know. Right
1: you're the duke of dining room sets it's like an earldom at best earldom right i remember um i worked in an office once and we were moving to a completely new office and they gave us instructions like how to pack up our cubicle or whatever and they said like something something in credenzas. Credenzas need to be cleaned out. And we all looked at each other. And we're like, what the hell's a credenza? Yeah,
0: it's almost like a scavenger am Like, oh, we gotta find one to clean it out. You know, find a
1: credenza. What's I'm inside the, sure the what Ark of the
0: Covenant being hidden inside of a credenza. You have to. That, credenza. You'll never
1: find it. In You'll never find a credenza. And, anyway, so you know, if you've listened to the show before, you know the theme here is we look at something that is being talked about in the media. Uh, you know, a new sensation sometimes, a new TV show, new musical artist, a uh, new toy even. Uh, and often we, we look to what's being memed about, you know, what's being joked about on um, the, uh, the series of tubes, a.k.a. the internet. And the topic this week, kind of inescapable, uh, you know, a week now. It's uh, based on an in- It is an incident that happened a week ago today. Cast your mind back, folks, to last Saturday, August 5th. In Montgomery, Alabama. You know what I learned about Montgomery, Alabama, Bill? What's that? It's got two nicknames. One yeah. of which is the birthplace of the Civil Rights Movement, which makes sense. Yeah, right? I you know, know. That's Montgomery, what I'm Montgomery yeah. okay. And another nickname is nickname is the Cradle of the Confederacy.
0: <laughs> Hence, so those are it's the multitudes we're dealing with here, right? my friend. Those
1: are mismatched twins in that in that uh, bassinet. Yeah. <laughs> The Civil Rights Movement and the Confederacy, where two twins so yeah. sharing a crib together. Um, but it makes sense if you know anything about the history of the city. So last Saturday, we are talking, folks, yes, you probably know about the Montgomery, what are we calling it, Montgomery Brawl, Dockside Brawl, Boat uh, Brawl. My nose
0: habit is the Montgomery Riverfront Ass
1: Whooping. Mon- okay, Montgomery Riverfront Ass Whooping. Uh, I've seen various terms for it. uh, The Alabama Sweet Tea Party. Oh, yeah, yeah. Various joking terms for it that kind of go over my head because I am not a denizen of of black Twitter, as it's called, where this seems to be getting, or black X now. That's terrible. Which this seems to be getting uh, most traction. Anyway, so what happened, if you don't know, is last Saturday in Montgomery, Montgomery's right there on the river, the Alabama River, I believe, uh, a large tourist riverboat, the Harriet II, had about 220 people on it. You sign, sign up. You buy a ticket, you go on the riverboat, you cruise around, you have a good time. So they're getting back to the dock and they're trying to dock, and they can't in their normal, legally prescribed place uh, because a small pontoon boat is taking up the space. So the captain of the Harriet 2, a man named Jim Catrell, got on his little PA and was calling on people to move the boat for 45 minutes. Move the boat, move the boat. To quote, Captain Cottrell, I was nice as a peach when I was talking to them at first. Please help me out here, fellas. Move the boat a little bit. That's what he told the Daily Beast. But nothing happened. So the co-captain of the Harriet 2, a man named Damian Pickett. Uh, by the way, Jim Cottrell, white man. Damien Pickett, black man. This is relevant. So Pickett makes his way to the dock. I'm still not clear how did he do that. Did he take like a little boat from the... The big boat to the dock?
0: Yeah, I think that... Um, he get there? Or at least, or he was ferried by someone else who had like a little uh, a dinghy. What do you call it? There's plenty of dinghies that zip back he and took forth. took a
1: dinghy. Do yeah. oh, you want to take a dinghy? No, I did that back in the lodge. Okay. <laughs> so he makes his way to the dock and, you know, he's trying to move the boat. And eventually he starts arguing with... The boat was owned or operated by three white men, Richard Roberts, Alan Todd, and Zachary Shipman. Zachary, Z-A-C-H-E-R-Y that's great uh they were not locals from montgomery they were from selma which
0: even more so is, yeah
1: right it's about an hour away from montgomery And you know if you tried it would take about five days to i don't know march from selma to montgomery so to
0: speak sure
1: so to speak so um i don't think these guys were there back in 1965 so uh pickett finally physically starts moving the boat i guess he's pushing it i guess a pontoon small if you could do that and um roberts i believe it was roberts is not happy about this by the way there's tons of footage everyone on the boat is not everyone a lot of people on the boat are taking footage with their phones people on the dock are taking footage on the phones this is how we know what happens in addition to these you know people involved being debriefed afterwards and the argument gets heated and i believe it's roberts basically comes fucking flying through the air and attacks Pickett. hits him Pickett, quite you know, naturally gets angry. He takes his hat, his baseball cap, throws it in the air, a way of saying, all right, it is on. And a fight begins. Several other white men join the fray, jump in, start attacking Pickett. And then other people jump in and join the fray and start defending Pickett. And the two sides of this, not a hundred percent, but mostly break down to white versus black. Uh there are rumors, unconfirmed, that among the white men there were harsh words said, racial slurs. Uh, people in the boat and on the dock before this started, mainly black people have been chanting, get out the way, get out the way, get out the way. So things were heated, perhaps racially heated. Uh, the fight starts, all sorts of people join in, people just jump in from everywhere into the fray. A huge riot breaks out on the dock. A 16-year-old black kid who worked with Pickett on the boat is seen in multiple videos swimming from the boat to the dock to defend Pickett, to help Pickett. Uh, Another video shows a guy comes running from out of nowhere with a white folding chair and and starts smacking people. This is a black man. You know, he's he's on the Pickett side. People are falling into the water. People's crocs are getting, you know, thrown off. It's pretty crazy, and there's a lot of footage out there right now. So when it all died down, um, five people have since been arrested. The three white guys who operated the boat, uh, the black guy who had the chair, was wielding the chair, and also a young woman, white woman named Mary Todd, was arrested. I'm not sure why. Uh, I think the story is that she, like, was one of the first people to attack Pickett, but I didn't see her in the video. Yeah, she's in the video. She's in there. Is she? Yeah. So it's unclear if she's related to Alan Todd. Anyway. Uh, as you can imagine this footage went viral online. People are entertained on, on many levels. Uh one of the biggest aspects that is inspiring a lot of memes, a lot of memes is the chair, the folding chair. You know, people are comparing it to carrying a gun to defend yourself, things like that. Um the young man, I don't I didn't catch his name who swam to the dock is being called he's being hailed as a hero. He's been called Black Aquaman or Black Woman or other terms like that. There's a lot of memes out there people are making video reenactments Uh, a lot of the memes went over my head because as i say they are in a world of african americans on twitter which i don't really you know i'm not that conversant in uh people are comparing it connecting it to that jason aldean hit song from a few weeks ago try that in a small town about white people defending their own in the south um i'm afraid to read the conservative commentary on this because i'm sure it'll make me furious but we can all watch the videos various videos of the fight we can all have our opinion of this crazy insane riot we can all have our opinion of the memes but a lot a lot of people are expressing their opinions on this so bill what is your opinion what do you think of the montgomery dockside boat brawl and its attendant internet infamy slash fame
0: when i first saw the video i thought we were looking at a world star type situation where it was it was grist for the mill i thought it was the kind of thing that we were looking at footage of drunk white people in the south getting their ass handed to them as if they bit off more than they could chew which is not it's not just that but it was the staying power essentially the lasting that this uh, endured over the course of a week and especially with the
1: weeks staying power over a week dude what world do we live
0: in uh, this is what we're you know it's not just the 24-hour news cycle it's honestly the hour-to-hour news cycle it's it's pretty wild that something could last that long um but yeah this is intersectional of so many things and you know i i when you actually i brought this up as a topic but i said i had a lot of hesitation about it just because i said i don't know how to talk about this uh perhaps without saying something that it, Showed my ignorance or was somewhat insensitive, and you said, "Well, why? Why should we worry about that? You know, we're talking about this thing the best we can in good faith." And I'm like, "Okay, you know what?
1: This is if you don't like our opinion, no one's forcing you to listen to this podcast." Yeah, I I don't
0: think I don't think you know. My my inclination is that this isn't the kind of place that you know. You already know who we are, and we already know who we are. And this is a cultural thing. There's so many, again, there's so many different things going on. So, yeah, you know, you mentioned that kid Aaron. That was one of the things that people started. He was the swimmer who jumped off the
1: dock. Oh, his name's Aaron? Oh, that's right. And. A-A-R-E-N. Yes. Yeah, some interesting spellings here. 16, but, 16 you know, years old. He was a boat 16. hand there on the dock.
0: So that, that guy uh, jumped off of one pier and swam across the other. And then as, as somebody said, it's like that. He jumped
1: off a pier. I thought he was on the boat.
0: No, no, no. He was on a different. I thought he was on. So one, he wasn't.
1: He didn't work with Pickett on his boat? He no, jumped. he
0: worked on the dock and he was he was essentially. Oh. Guy, yeah. So but it's like he he power crawled across the way and then jumped it. Pulled himself out onto the dock and then immediately started squabbling and tussling. It's like that's some real sixteen-year-old stamina to be able to jump from one one thing to another. That's tri- that's like a biathlon. Remember those days?
1: Remember the days when think, we had any energy whatsoever?
0: I don't think I ever had. that. I couldn't <laughs> do a crawl and then fight a bunch of overweight fat guys with pot uh, bellies and sunglasses on the back of their heads, as these guys had. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Like his name, the names that were going around. That was when I first started thinking, oh, this is this has got some sticking power because people each morning I woke up and there was another thing trending from the night before in the States. So they called him Aquamaine. I guess that's that uh, based on the Southern name, so right? Oh, I,
1: I, I saw that but I didn't get the reference. Aquaman. Yeah. All
0: right. I, my favorite name was, uh, well, it was Jemichael Phelps was a good one. My favorite name was Scuba Goody Jr. though. That was, <laughs> yeah, I heard
1: that. Scuba Goody Jr.
0: That's pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, Reggie Gray was thinking about the folding chair. Let's give uh, props. Yes. R- you know. Reggie
1: Gray. Reggie Gray gave himself up. He was oh, yeah, the yeah, police sure. wanted him and he gave himself up. But it doesn't sound like he's gonna get a very harsh penalty.
0: Before. Uh yeah, I think that's what's worth men- what's worth mentioning is that the uh the Caucasian people were still in custody or had, had were out on bail, but all the black people were brought in, questioned, and released. Uh, if that matters to you, it, that's not the open and shut of any of this, but it is it is the first glance of what's going on. And then, yeah, you know, the thing is, is that I we both grew up in the Northeast. Um, I our, my education is a public school education. I have a limited reading uh, list of the twenty of the twentieth century. I know what I know about a, about history, but, you know, trying to put together the pieces of Montgomery, Alabama, and like you said, Selma, Alabama in particular, civil rights, you know, it is a patchwork education at best based on things I've read in magazines, some books, a lot of film, things like that. And so, you know, at first I didn't think about, oh, you know, anything that happens in Montgomery, Alabama, which is the state capital, by the way, in case you're paying attention at home. Um, there's a different meaning to this because it's like, you know, one of the things people after this started being sh- shaken down by cultural commentators and beyond the news, they started to insert Montgomery, Alabama, which is where steamships used to bring slaves up, f- mm. you know, from the, this was the catch point where the auctions would take place inside yeah. Montgomery, Alabama Square. I
1: I, I I did not know that, but it's not surprising.
0: <laughs> yeah. and So it's like, you know, not only that, but the. The people, the two hundred and what is it two hundred and twenty seven people that were something coming like in that, yeah. I'm sure it was a they were black and white people on that on that boat that was a river boat, and the river boat on the Alabama River is also another symbol of something we think of as highly confederately charged as well' yeah, the so- the,
1: sa- the 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 glorious south and the yeah you know, gone with a wind kind of era. Yeah. All that.
0: So there's so many layers of this stuff and it's really hard to just, you know, get it down to no, nobody, from what I understand, the, the Montgomery police weren't charging anybody with hate crimes yet. It was just being treated as a drunken summertime, shitty squabble, you know, just provocated on the usual bit of machismo and, uh, bad behavior in public, even though it clearly cleaved on color lines between black and white. Yeah,
1: yeah. There was definitely something, but yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so I... I I can't say it better than this uh, piece I found from The, the Nation uh, website. And this guy, Ely Mistal, who's a, a, a Mistal Mistal M-Y-S-T-A-L, he's a lawyer. Yeah. He's a legal yeah. analyst. He says, um, I'm not sure it's appropriate, if it's appropriate, to call what is essentially a mini race riot joyful, in quotes. But I took a lot of joy from watching the fracas to understand why you have to be at least more knowledgeable about the history of white violence against black people in this country than a person currently being educated in Florida. Take that as you will. Uh, The white people (laughs) who attack us in broad daylight always think they'll get away with it. Usually they're right. This time, however, they were wrong. And privileged white racists learning they are wrong in real time is a joy to behold. Those folks weren't defending a stranger. They were defending their future selves or their children or their friend. And, you know, I mean, that's the difference between what could have at first glance been, like I said, a bunch of dudes yelling world star, world star over cell phone footage posted online and to this, which is earning
1: a lot more
0: cultural deconstruction. And this guy says it better than I can.
1: Well, I I mostly agree with you. And I just want to talk about how I feel about this kind of divorced from the the racial issue, if you can for a minute. Uh, I think this is fine. In fact, perhaps pretty good um no one really got hurt I mean, can imagine someone who pulled a gun how bad it would have been you know no no one really got seriously hurt. i
0: bet you there were some there were some open carry holsters on that de- on that dock somewhere
1: all right well no one pulled the gun so thank I fucking know. god right you know thank you um the bad guys got it in the end it sounds like and i don't know sue me violence like this i find entertaining you know i, I watch pro wrestling not as much as i used to Watching the brawl, you know, you listen to on the videos, people go, oh, you know, the bystanders, like, I'm there with them. Like, it's crazy. This shit is crazy. The guy swimming, the people falling in the water. I mean, it's nuts, and it's entertainingly nuts. And I'll tell you something else. Damien Pickett, I'm right there with him. I am, I, you want to piss me off, be an idiot in a way that makes it hard for me to do my job. He was trying to do his motherfucking job on behalf of 220 whatever people who paid his job and these drunken fucking, you know, Trump voting assholes get in the way of it. I, I showed more patience than me and then I, they hit he's, him.
0: He's definitely not paid enough for that job. I'll tell you that.
1: Right. And then they hit him the fucking nerve of people. So I'm a big fan of sticking it to people who make it hard for me to do my job because, you know, sorry, the whole world needs to stop because they need to be fucking morons. I, 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 anytime to smack him back in the face is good. They've been arrested. Good. As for the memes, uh, yeah, they're all right, you know. I've never been the big, big meme guy. We talked about that. There's a, uh, some of the highlights I saw was um, there's that famous painting of black people partying from like early 20th century, something called Sugar Shack. I'm sorry, I don't remember who painted it. And someone remixed it by putting folding chairs in there. A lot on the folding chairs. They show uh, Jack Smith holding a folding chair. Uh, there are videos of, you know, the black people coming to the rescue and they, they juxtapose them with like, you know, Wakandan armies. Things like that. Like I said, a lot of references I don't get. Uh, Someone pointed out that uh, apparently the folding chair was invented by a black man. I didn't know that. Apparently it's true. Um, One connection I'm not seeing made though, I didn't see this, is folding chair was a symbol of uh, Shirley Chisholm. Shirley Chisholm, who was a congresswoman who ran for president in 1972.
0: Oh, right, It's it's a good quote. Right, right, right. Yeah, she had
1: a quote like, if they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. So she would have buttons that showed folding chairs on it. So the folding chair already has some purchase in, you know, the history of civil rights and things like that. Um, but in terms of the memes and the race thing, uh, I want to quote uh, Eric Deggins, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. He's a writer for NPR. And he's talking specifically about a, um, someone did an image of that that statue of, like, the, the white marble of JFK with his arms crossed. JFK, no, Martin Luther MLK. King. Yeah, sorry. Yes. <laughs> with his arms crossed. RLK, um, and they 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 changed it to show him holding a folding chair. And Deggins wrote, um I was blown away by how quickly folks across social media, especially black folks, were converting horror over a narrowly averted racialized beatdown into funny memes celebrating the reflex of black folks to stand up for one another, especially when we're faced with danger from white people. But when I posted the photo of MLK statue with a folding chair in my social media feeds, I just added one word. Wow. So he's sort of saying how like, he just, it's, it's big, it's shocking, it's surprising in a way that's hard for someone with that point of view a, a, a professional writer about race, which I'm not, hard for them the process.
0: All right, Noah, tell me why was the ass whoop why was Batman getting his ass whooped by Wesley Willis why, why was it? Why was this popular this week? He
1: was a fucking asshole in the first place. <laughs> uh, so now I want to dig more into the race thing. I mean, look, I, the reason I had before, it's fun, it's crazy, you know, people want to see the, the white people get a comeuppance, and from them I'm going to quote um, this writer Asia Romano, who writes for Vox, and the headline of their story was the Montgomery Boat Brawl and what it really means to, quote, try that in a small town. So as you can tell, they're comparing it to that Jason Aldean song, which if you don't know was really racialized and and this
0: episode kind of like serves serves as a little bit of a rejoinder right. to that for Backdoor, our show yeah so, yeah. That.
1: yeah we take care of our own and the video is images of places where there were lynchings and it's just you know look my favorite meme response to that song is like well where are all these tough white guys who take care of their own when you know all the uh, sandy hook and uh uvalde you know like fuck you man anyway so here's a quote from romano um the Montgomery Brawl represents an extraordinary triumphant moment in which black resistance has been seen as a just force rather than a threat to the white establishment. The Montgomery Brawl was subversive, shocking, even refreshing in its memeability, not because violence is something to be enjoyed, but because the long arc of history honed to oppress simply could not withstand the glorious righteous fury of a bunch of boat workers who'd been forced to stand around for nearly an hour thanks to some entitled jerks who refused to follow the dock rules that's why the montgomery brawl was on a level a brilliant deconstruction of the lie behind try that in a small town it effortlessly destroyed the song's flimsily veiled conceit that the quote community that needs protection is that of innocent white people being besieged by scary black protesters so i think i mean it's it's a little pointy headed but i think romano gets it why people are into this is like you know it, it's a rejoinder to a lot of this bullshit out there jason aldean song being a very prominent example the last few uh weeks you know we're fighting back we people are fighting back and you know winning and that's there's you know there's few things more appealing than that
0: yeah and to think about it <laughs> uh strictly speaking this is a perfectly zaprudered spectacle um <laughs> i mean
1: yeah yeah a little yeah. easier to analyze than zapruder but this
0: okay. was this was photographed vividly from every angle including live commentary which captured exactly what was happening color commentary take a visual, oh, yeah. uh from, from very what, colorful yes, very colorful from what happened on that promenade with with i would say Leaving very little haziness reserved for history, which is one of those things that you are stuck trying to figure out. What, what happened here that's off the page? And it's like, well, we, there's not much page left that's off of it. You know, we kind of have the entire page these days. That's kind of our, that is our remit as people living in a, in a media age. Uh, you know, that story essentially is an aggressive push by shirtless white voters against the black first mate, which became a bear trap for the drunken white people you know and that's the, the side of history is is aiming like this if you're a sane and rational person you kind of agree with your mates uh you know if you're an ally if you're black whatever that the, the good guys won the bad guys got their comeuppance in the public square i mean in certain ways there's certainly a lot more going on than that but at least there is this much going on um you know and and other than yelling, you know, world star at the top of your lungs, it did. you know, woe be to me for thinking this was a simple story just when I first saw it because it, it did have this kind of like layers of complexity. And I, I will add, speaking of rejoinder, again, we, we didn't do an episode on Jason Aldean, but this, this will certainly serve as, as a comment on that. I think that one of the rolling issues with Twitter is that uh, a lot of functionality at Twitter will be replicated in other places or they'll just simply dissolve. But one thing that there doesn't seem to be a um, a replacement for is what we call black Twitter, um, which black Twitter is a catch all for a th- primarily black audience, African American. Yeah, but
1: can't that move to whatever ends up winning the, you know, Blue sky threads. I mean, something's going to win. Okay, but assuming but X just, keeps going in the direction of, you know, parlor. This, is, this isn't. Uh, but this hasn't happened yet. And
0: for the most part, people right. are st- the people are still using Twitter. Look, a lot of white people who who took a principled stand and they did it correctly. If if that if that was their whim, I have not left because I think there's still a lot to see and there's a lot of value to it yet. Yeah, I, I read Twitter. I don't post. Yeah, I do both. I, I'm, I'm a frequent Twitterer and I'm a frequent reader. But the idea of Black Twitter, and again, Black Twitter is not just Twitter. It's Insta. It's TikTok. It's, it's essentially Black social media, if you want to call it that, for the record, a better term. It snaps to life, and there's, there's something. If you're like me and you want to observe as an ally and sit back, um, and I'm going to quote Eric Dickens again. He says, uh, "Someone popping up to demand an explanation." felt like they were recentering the conversation in a way that I wasn't willing to do right away. And he's a, he's a black man saying this. Sometimes in situations like that, understanding comes best by sitting back, listening widely, and learning. And I think that was his closing statement to talking about the little bit of the effrontery he felt with the MLK statue kind of being photoshopped. It, it's a recontextualization he didn't quite feel comfortable with. But So you're saying
1: he didn't, he didn't like that the statue was done that way. I thought I, he thought it, was, it really said it all in such a cogent way. Um, I think it was. It was. I think it's a. It was a pluralistic response. I think
0: that he wasn't entirely comfortable with it, but understood and got the point of why why it was being done. Get
1: out, young buck! Get out, young buck! Get out, young buck! If you were a young man, would you have taken to this any way more? Would you have jumped in? Would you be commenting more on it? Would you some of your misgivings about talking about it? Would you have fewer of those misgivings if you were a young, healthy? Spry man at this
0: point. Uh, at this point, I'm glad you always make sure to put it in a, our lack of connective no tissue. One,
1: no one describes young people as spry. Spry only means you're old but still. Ah, uh, that's you know?
0: true. Yeah, like you have uh, to indicate that you're still capable of uh, sp- not just spry. Roots.
1: Spry means old, but you know can still walk under their own power. Right. Know? That that
0: barnacle is very spry as it's attached yes. to a peer You know exactly.
1: Do you know? Do you know barnacles uh, compared to body size have the largest penis in the world?
0: Yeah, man, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. I don't I'm know concerned. I don't know what that means when I say it. That I'm, not, I'm
1: not sure I should be proud that I know that. Video.
0: Yeah, so the answer to your question, all of the questions, is yes, I think so. Um, what's not to see about a spectacle of, of, as you say, entertaining, entertained by the violence where it seems to shake out? You know, we're, we're watching video. It's not live video we're watching. It's the kind of canned video with the commentary and, you know, maybe you have a good idea that what you're going to see is a bunch of white guys – dashed to the dashed to the dashed apart with their heads dashed apart
1: head
0: dashed apart Uh, yeah and you know one of the one of the enduring pictures for the doc was a a, a white pot-bellied man who probably doesn't look that dissimilar for me Probably not that much older than me. Yeah, either. but
1: you, if you're walking around shirtless, a you're you're pulling up your pants so your crack isn't showing, and b you're probably using sunblock. All those guys just look. These days, I'm very sunblock oriented. I just figure all those guys have sunburn now. But I yeah, I but do. the guy, the
0: guy, his Crocs had split. Yes. And they had ridden all the way up his shins. Yes, so they looked like yes. socks. It's crocs. amazing. Yeah, I it, know. Yeah. It looked like he was like the Flash, and he had to run so fast that he ruined his shoes. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I definitely think so. Now, I'll give the caveat because I actually revulse at the violence now. I would have thrilled, uh, I would have thrilled at some vigilante beatdown action myself if it appeared to go this way. Um, you know, the idea being that there's little consequence for black people uh, and, and, and a steep price to be paid. Well, steep, I guess, is, is premature. We don't know what the price to be paid by the I don't think
1: much is going to happen to these guys. Probably not. I mean, probably
0: a fine community service. Like, well, probably, is.
1: you know, what would be worse is the Internet infamy. Like, good luck getting a new job, right? Because someone's going to Google you. Maybe, but night. they
0: could be like those two, those two assholes in St. Louis who were, had machine guns in their front Right, lawn they can and, run for office now, yes, And they're CPAC exactly. C- C- speakers, you know what I mean? Like that's Yeah, yes, yeah,
1: Zachary Shipman for Senate, Alabama. Yeah. Well, they they have the dumbest worst senator already. might as well have the second dumbest yeah,
0: worst that's another That's another bit of in in a fucking thing. That's another bit of an intersection yeah. for all this, too. That's happening at the same yeah. time. Anyway, look. That
1: guy, that guy. Uh, should burn in hell anyway continue. he's already we're
0: there with it believe me we're all in hell together well hey
1: the greatest qualification for being a senator is you know teaching children how to play a game for years and years and being good at that that's that's really how you get qualified to to run the country
0: but like here's the thing my pacifism today makes it difficult for me to look at this as upbeat as upbeat i would say as my fellow allies are able to but definitely as a kid things would have been simpler and i would have felt a lot less a hung up on the various issues, as of course I am today as a 63-year-old man, you know?
1: I'm not hung up at all, man. Nobody got hurt. If someone had, nobody got hurt badly. If someone had pulled a gun, yes. If someone had been beaten so badly that they're, you know, in a coma, I agree. But this shit has happened since time immemorial. Violence is part of human existence. And the goal is to keep violence, A, to the minimum, and B, the people who get the worst of it had it coming. And this feels like it's on that line. And if I were a kid now, i enjoy it even more. Like I said, I enjoyed, you know, this has a, w, a wild, crazy WWEF element to it that I appreciate now. Down to, I to think the I folding chair. Down to the folding chair, right? Although I don't think the person, the woman who got hit, I don't think she knows how to take it the way pro wrestlers she know how to take it. it she a didn't chair shot. It, no. Yeah, she, she didn't sell it. Uh, whoever fell in the water, they sold it anyway uh i also saw i watched a reenactment these people filmed a reenactment at a pool at first i'm like i thought this was just another video of an image i'm like how did these people get by a pool but you know the guy playing um picket and who was black and the guy playing i guess the older white guy i forget his name already uh he you know they were they they really squared off in a very theatrical way and someone's swimming through the pool like the black woman It was very funny and I think I would have enjoyed taking part in something like this. So as much as I like this now, I think I would have liked it more than, and you know, something that's just occurring to me, I had a more simplistic view of justice and crime and punishment back then. And I think this would have been very easy to slot into, I mean, I'm slotting into my view now, but slot into that view more easily then that like, yeah, good guys win, bad guys lose, you know, uh, as Asia Romano said minds are changing you know this this is this is uh, rebalancing the scales of justice i would have viewed this as as a bigger thing than i really think
0: it is this man right here fully clothed i'm talking about hop in there
1: like a swan jump out the water fully clothed you know?
0: Like Kev on stage said, man, the amount of strength it takes to swim, pull yourself up, then throw hands, get that young man the Congressional Medal of Honor. Okay, now is this a sign of the apocalypse?
1: Riots, fighting, things like that happen all the time. And, you know, similar to what people say about police violence, you know, it's not that it's happening more now. I don't know. Statistically, I don't know. But I think the theory is it just gets filmed more because everyone has a camera in their and pocket.
0: We didn't have an accurate census before, I'll tell you that.
1: Right, I mean, how uh, you know how many times have fights like this happened, in probably in Montgomery, in the last hundred, two hundred, five hundred years, and no one filmed it. So it just, I saw right one person tells their friend, and that's the end of it. You know, it said everyone's got a video camera in their pocket, and look, this is not the apocalypse because I see how if you are racist. You could view, look at this, and and find it easy to blame the black people. They're wild, they're crazy. That guy shouldn't have touched that other guy's boat. So disrespectful. I think it's pretty easy to tell the black people were in the right on the whole issue underpinning this. You know, this is this is anti-apocalypse in some way. And I think I starting to realize that that Al Dean song is the white equivalent of like, you know, pick the worst, most blinkered you know violence glorifying gangster rap song from 1992 and i think jason aldean is basically the white version of that you know flip it over so it's hard to make excuses from it as like a you know cnn of the south kind of view like to 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 reference uh what was it chuck d said about gangster rap in the early 90s it's the cnn of the ghetto anyway i might be off topic but um Yeah, no, this is not apocalyptic at all, and this might even be the opposite.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards counter apocalypse myself, uh, since as uh, Ely Mistal, as I quoted uh, at the top of this, he describes in his piece, black people are usually picked apart when white power structures separate them and conquer them. Um, So this is a subversion of that body line of police officers, you know, the violence done in a closed room or outside of prying eyes, um, whether it's the guy in St. Louis who was shot in his back as he was running away, uh, or, you know, uh, uh, Eric Garner, you know, anybody who essentially was just barred by a line of people who were there to essentially gang up on one man. This was, a, this was a sort of fair fight, if you want to think about it that way. Or at least that's the impression I'm getting from people who are smarter than me, is they're saying, you know, this this is this is what it looks like when, again... You know, the, the the idea being that black people, you throw the hat in the air, and that's like the Avengers call. That's the Fantastic Four flair.
1: Those guys who parked there were told not to leave it there, and they left it there. Is there any way at all that you're jealous of this phenomenon? Jealous of the meme makers? the 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 brawlers. Would you have liked to be in? The, I could picture you would have cleaned up, man. If you were in the white guys would have won. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> well, don't, 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 by the way, anyway, people, if you don't know, Bill is fucking scary. This guy is you do not want, fuck with him. Don't fuck with Bill. He will he will gut your I, wife. He will gut your fucking kids. A
0: lot of people don't know. I, I paid my way through college by dock fighting. Essentially, I that's just right. Stripped the to the guy, waist, yeah. taped up my yep. fist. It was just guys throw cash yeah. on the ground of like an old cannery wharf. Right, made, he had a big, yeah. he had
1: a big mustache, and he was in the ring, yeah. and he would, yeah, he yeah, would fight. Not um, that Marcus
0: and and yeah, exactly. Uh No, the answer is I, I am not a lick jealous of any of this. Um, it, this, this whole thing feels like thin ice to me. But here's the thing: it's like I, I did, I would not want to help perpetuate violence at all. Whether it, it, I don't want the slugfest to last one more second than the video provided shows you. This whole enterprise. You know, I, I walk away thinking it was like it was like a fucking tightrope walk, like that Frenchman who went between the, the, the World Trade Center buildings, you know, it, and, and I think it was just barely completed. I mean, I know that we're looking back now. We got the strength of numbers. We got the video. We got all this stuff. It's like this could have gone so shitty. It could have gone so yeah, worse. But it didn't. I know it didn't. But that's like taking a risk and saying, Oh man, this gamble paid off. Man, look how much money we made from
1: parlaying all these bets this weekend. You could, you could say this was a great road trip. Oh well you could've you could have fallen asleep and driven into a ditch and died. I mean you know, everything successful in life could have gone the wrong way. I
0: didn't even think of you to, you know, when you mentioned the open carry thing about how this is a state that is filled with overarmed rednecks who are, who are just looking to, right. to, to draw it down. And it's like, oh my but God. I'm One, I one of consider. those white
1: guys could have come in and just started shooting randomly. That wouldn't have surprised me. And he then would off. not be been taking been, joy in this. That,
0: yes. guy, that guy, by running down the dock, pulling a gun out and shooting, he would have been standing his ground. There's not a single jury in all yeah. of Alabama. That exactly.
1: I agree. If that had happened, it would have sucked. That didn't happen. No, I. Was, Instead, we get a wacky, crazy fight. We get to jo- joke about Black Aquaman and then folding chair and I, all that nonsense. I like that stuff. That stuff is
0: good. I like that stuff.
1: No, yeah, I, that's, I, what I, I'm, but that, that's the whole I was thing. I
0: the, the whole time. So it's like, no, I really, I take myself out of it. It's like. Um, I, you know, it was more interesting to read about, frankly, than it was to watch and, and, and the more I read about it, especially today, a week, a week away, let it cool down as more context. So that, that put it into a place better
1: for me. Well, the only thing I'm jealous of is um, <laughs> I would like to have been a witness of this because I found I like watching the videos and when I see things in person that are crazy, you know, like, that's fun. That's life. You know, that's an experience. It's a story to tell. And I think it would have been even more exciting if it's a story to tell that becomes famous. If I can go around and go, you know, I like attention. I, you know, I wanted to be famous when I was a kid. So like, go around and go, yeah, I was there, I saw it. You know, I mean, what a, what a great dinner party topic. I mean, probably for years, like years now. You remember that story back in 2023 when yeah. and at Montgomery, blah, blah, blah. I was fucking there, man. You know, like I'm so, I would want to show that off and be proud of that and talk about it. So I'm a little jealous of that. All right, Bill. The Felonian scale, what do you
0: think? Okay, on account of the violence, I really am a pacifist, I really abhor violence. I I like my violence to be portrayed um, in cartoon form, preferably, or with action figures, or between Transformers, uh, that sort of thing. Real violence in real life doesn't thrill me anymore. Uh, because, it, again, uh, I'm not saying I grew up with a lot of violence in the household, but there was some. You know, my, my dad was a violent man and these things sort of don't. And, and also, it was a very violent culture on Long Island where I grew up. The, the, the male ego and the fact that all these douchebags really did, you know, that was, do you want to go outside? Like one of those high school things, hey, you want to step outside? It's like, really, that's that's ultimately, we're going to engage in barbarism is the first response to most anything. And I just sort of feel like, get me away from this culture, as far away from it as I possibly can. I'm not saying this is that. However, it conjures a lot of phantoms. And, you know, I can't be too bully about this. In spite of the catharsis, which was clearly experienced by black people, which I can get behind. That's a lot of the joy of this has been reading about the catharsis, reading about the memes, had the the creativity of black Twitter, knowing that, you know, for so long as... Uh, the, 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 the exploits, the fucking, the, the antisocial actions of Twitter's owner, Hiram H. Fuckface, is not going to be able to stop. <laughs> you know, black Twitter is almost going to be larger than than Twitter itself. Yeah, and well, X they'll or,
1: find some social media to glom on. got it I mean, now. Everyone will. As far as I'm concerned, they fucking
0: own it. You know, that it's it's their thing to lose, and it's like Hiram H. Fuckface has it. At yeah, his but Hiram call. H.
1: Fuckface mm-hmm. can wake up tomorrow and just delete accounts he doesn't like i mean he's on the verge he's done that with a few people no he like, certainly has he's it will it will either die or be you know the the redoubt of you know uh white supremacists one so of the two.
0: Th- there's there's this weird catharsis in it i support the cause nonetheless I, I i didn't want to see more of it than i already saw so no you don't have to trust me on this one i ranked it alongside kevin can fuck himself
1: you're not gonna no. explain that further
0: i don't think i can okay. i think i already did
1: I gave up on that show. I like the concept more than the execution. I think that's it. It's the idi- idiocracy of TV shows. Um, okay. So uh, I think I would have enjoyed this more if Jimmy Fallon had been one of the white guys getting punched in the face. But <laughs> uh, putting that aside. It could still happen. Yeah. So on the Felonian scale, I take unruly travelers, right? Because I think there's something compared to that. You know, uh, assholes being assholes yeah. in public. Okay. You know and what then the, the stories th- and the videos of them getting mean. yes, viral. that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So, t- so take unruly travelers. But there, there's nothing really good about unruly travelers. So multiply by negative one, because we're on the positive scale now, then add the milk crate challenge, which wasn't as bad as Unruly Travelers, but still bad. Multiply milk crate challenge times negative one, all right? So you got Unruly Travelers times negative one plus milk crate challenge times negative one, plus 15.387 equals the Montgomery, Alabama, dockside brawl phenomenon.
0: Is there uh, one of those exclamation point, or like, repeating or, like, a permutation? Uh, no, in that? no, no. There was no E
1: in there. There's no... Uh, no factorial? No factorial. No factorial. No... Uh, I remember I had this really mean math teacher in 11th grade, 12th grade. He was such an asshole. I don't know why these people... come. He's teacher. a fucking I mean, math te- teacher. That's why. He was teaching us about... I don't even remember. What's it with the exclamation point? Is it called factorial? I think it's factorial. Five exclamation point means one times two times three times four times five is that right uh mm-hmm.
0: something like that yeah that's something lack like of that. a better term yeah
1: anyway he 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 just writes an exclamation point on the board and he turns to us he says in terms of math what does this mean and i raise my hand and i say it's something having to do with multiplication and he just looks at me like i'm an idiot and goes it's something having to do with multiplication thanks but i got a good grade in that class so that was nice
0: and you've never let him off the hook for it
1: he was fucking... Out. Like, people... Man, he must have been such a sad human being. Anyway, all right. <laughs> all right, yeah, that takes us to an
0: end of the show. Uh, as it says here in my notes under the under the bold type of closer, I'm now going to read what comes beneath that. Great, that's great. Yeah, pull the curtain away. If you'd like to find past episodes, uh, look on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play. Tweet to us at No and Bill Show. Write to us, No and Bill don't get it at gmail.com. Give us a review. As we beat down the door to 300, and man, we have a real... Homdinger plan for 300 even though we haven't yeah, talked what, to, wait, we happens, haven't even what, talked
1: about it or even talk put one second wait, you, you, you haven't told me your idea yet but i don't have it's an Palm idea so have wait one. i'm looking at the number here we are currently at 271 man we got we got seven months <laughs> until 300 yeah but it's like least. you know it's it's working it's working its way through there all right all right well let's start thinking of ideas now. yeah anyway so because uh, the world
0: the world wants to know if you're looking for me, I'm on all the social medias. I am on Twitter. I'm on Black Twitter, uh, at William Scurry. I am on Blue Sky, which I just got my invite. I've been, I've been keeping a Blue Sky, uh, uh, at Bill Scurry on Blue Sky. I'm on, well, threads. I haven't been able really to use threads, but Insta, Facebook, anywhere you can press, we get a body. There I am, and if you're looking for video content, I'm youtube.com slash amcaesar and also I just contributed to our mutual friends, uh, Nick Nadel and Kevin Mars' video series they do on YouTube called Atomic Abe, which is a lot of TV ephemera, um, stuff that hits Gen Xers and Gen Yers right between the eyes. I cut together a video about Orson Welles which goes live on uh, Sunday, August 13th. Uh, It is a 10-minute little confection about anthology TV shows through the lens of Orson Welles. Take a look at that if you like, because we did a pretty good
1: job, I think. And here's Noah. I'm all about the Big Quiz Thing. BigQuizThing.com, America's number one provider of corporate and private live trivia events nationwide, worldwide, online, online. Etc. Uh, we're uh, we're going to announce it soon. We're doing our next um, uh, midday trivia break. We just sort of do a, a free event online. Try before you buy. And the next one is October 4th. So that's far ahead. We just did the last one last week. And Bill came in fourth place, his team. So sorry, Bill. That fourth place is pretty good. I shouldn't say sorry. Anyway, uh, there was let's a go high, there, Check a high fourth place. It was a high fourth place, yes. It was it was a it was a proud loss, but losing nonetheless. Uh anyway, um yeah, check us out, bigquisting.com. Um, get a free consultation, uh free quote, learn how to uh, hire us to make all your trivia dreams come true, etc. Uh, I'm on Instagram and uh, threads at the Noah Tarno, but you know, i kind of lost steam on posting on that. And uh yeah, more more excitement soon. But uh, uh, go to bigquisting.com. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't, I don't have really anything to push right now, Bill. I'm a non-pushing guy at the moment.
0: Okay, everybody. So until the next episode, where I start thumbing through the Montgomery, Alabama, beachside dockware for men catalog. We, we don't, don't get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2023.